2: Here's your host, John Chapman. All right, what is going on, Faithful? It is absolutely incredible to be with you guys. It's Saturday. Um, Tomorrow's the Super Bowl, depending on when you're listening to this. And I wanted to get into a lot of things. One, I want to focus on the 49ers, obviously. I understand the Super Bowl is coming up. But and, and we're going to touch on the Super Bowl. We're going to touch on the Rams. We're going to touch on some Super Bowl bets, um, which if you bet with us, good Lord, uh, it's been an incredible year. I went back and where we started to where we are. We're up 320% uh, if you bet with us all year, which it is, I think, pretty good. <laughs> I'll put that in the good category. It's always good whenever you can triple up your money. Um So l- l- let's just jump right into it. Okay. Um I'm exceptional Shot Jay. How are you, brother? Uh I am very very well. I am well for a lot of reasons. Uh, what I've been able to have a lot of good conversations. Um already today. I was on a podcast this morning, uh 49ers cast which man, amazing group of people over there and you know, they they're out of Mexico and just awesome bringing the community together. And and you know, the question that I get a lot of times we're almost into year seven. This is year six of the podcast, and it's been a lot of fun, and I've loved every second of it, and talking 49ers is great. The success the podcast has had is great, and I'm very, very thankful, but by and large, it, the best thing about this podcast has been meeting and connecting with so many just amazing human beings, and that's incredible. I I put out... Just uh, last episode, hey, if somebody wants to help with the draft book that we do every year, just reach out to me. And I, I just want to say shout out to Gracie, Kevin, Josh, Anthony that, you know, answered the call. And, you know, I'm being able to spend some time with them on Zoom and, you know, work with them. And like, hey, this is what I'm looking for here and this and this and this. And it's just awesome. And Not only do you just meet all these great people, but like you get to connect and build. And I freaking love that. It's, it's incredible. So I just want to say thank you, Shot Jay. You're definitely up there for sure. Adam, he says, John, are you rooting for the Bengals? Every single 49ers player in the world, fan in the world, is rooting for the Bengals. Nobody wants the Rams to win. Man, forget the Rams. I hate the Rams. Everybody should hate the Rams. Here's what's funny. One of the bets we did preseason was I bet pretty big on the NFC West to win the Super Bowl. Um, obviously I wanted the 49ers, but I did put bets in on the Rams and 49ers because I thought they were the two of the best teams in the NFC. Um, turned out that was exactly the case. And if the Rams win, I win a lot of money. Having said that, I hope the Rams get their ass beat. Sorry for my language. Uh, won't do that again this time, but that's how I feel. I hate the Rams. I don't want the Rams to win. Um, no, get that out of here. Yeah, I'm with you, Adam. No, I want the Bengals to win 1,000. 1,000% 1000% to destroy the Rams. Now, we'll get into some of my predictions a little bit later in this, uh, this episode and share some of those bets. But before we do, let's talk Jimmy G. All right. <laughs> uh, Jimmy G is an amazing man and has been great for the 49ers franchise since he's come in. You know, got us to two NFC championships, one Super Bowl appearance. Uh, ch- NFC, ch- We've won one NFC championship, he played in two games. And we, you know, got to the Super Bowl once, obviously. He's awesome. There's nothing to, is he the quarterback that we all dreamed of? No. Did he win us the title? No. But that doesn't mean it's a failure. I, I, I don't understand the whole, like, I don't know, um, the whole, like, oh, well, you know, I hate Jimmy because he didn't win the championship and it's championship or bust. I do not subscribe to that school of thought. Absolutely not. At no point this year did we think the Super Bowl was like ours. And if it was, then you don't trade up to number three for Trey Lance, the injuries, all those things. It was within our realm at the end, but we went on a crazy hot streak after being two and four and three and five, right? Um, And I'm not one of those people. I do not believe it's Super Bowl or bust. Now, if you're the Rams and the way you've constructed your roster and traded all your future draft capital and you have no salary cap space whatsoever next year, they're already negative, then yeah, that's Super Bowl or bust for where they are because of how they built their roster and traded away all their assets. 49ers are not in that position. They're not. Um, so I think it's different. So let's talk about Jimmy G. And he's got to be traded. I, I I just really believe that he's going to be traded. And let's let... Here's the question, okay? Let, let's let's do this. This is Jimmy G talking about if there's a chance that he will return to the 49ers.
3: I'll, I'll never close every door completely. I think uh, there's a possibility of anything. I think just we we need to have those conversations here uh, in the next couple of days, next couple of weeks, and, you know, really get the ball rolling on that. I mean, it, football is such a – I mean, you get into such a routine just talking to some of the guys about it that – every day is so consistently the same and you know you get into a rhythm of that that when it ends it just it comes to such a halt and it's uh it's hard to you know put all the scenarios into play right now but i think those things will work themselves out i've had a great time here with the with the niners organization with the faithful uh everything here has been awesome been some ups and downs obviously but uh yeah i mean i could we'll see what happens i guess
2: yeah we'll see what happens right i mean You don't say goodbye to the press, and you don't go through all of that if you think you're coming back. And so, like, you have to put that into context. All signs point to, if I was a Magic 8-ball, all signs point to, yeah, this is, he's moving on. And that's not a bad thing for him or for the 49ers. It's tough to be in a situation where, hey, you traded for me. You paid me all this money, but you also traded up for my replacement, who's you know 10 years younger than me. Um, that That's an awkward situation to be in, this constant tearing back and forth of the locker room. And Joe Montana comes out and says, yeah, stick with Jimmy Garoppolo. And there's a possibility that could happen. It's a very small one. Now, on the whole idea of Joe Montana, you would never get any Joe Montana slander from me ever. Um, in my opinion, he was the greatest of all time at the quarterback position. I think Tom Brady, you know, with all those championships and two different teams, that's fine, you want to go that way. But he's at least number two, uh, talking about um, Joe Montana. And it makes sense. You look at Joe Montana's career with the 49ers yeah joe montana is going to stick with the incumbent no matter what why because he got pushed out of san francisco what he didn't want to be so it makes sense why he would think that um does that mean that i'm mad at him or like oh how dare he no it makes perfect sense it makes perfect sense he, joe montana went through the exact same thing and he hated it he didn't want to get traded but whenever you had steve young that was sitting back there and a lot younger It made sense, and you you got an extra Super Bowl ring because of it. I I think that's important. Now, Steven, this – man, Steven's might as well be the producer of the show with this question leading right into my next bullet point. What team do you think they trade him, um, and what do you think they give up Do you think Tom Brady comes back out of retirement? Uh, I'm a big no on the Brady thing. I actually muted uh, all words involving Tom Brady uh, on Twitter just because I just don't think it's a realistic option. He's still under contract for 2022. So if you did, uh, let's say Tom didn't want to come out of retirement and come with us, we would have to trade for him, um, which is a whole other thing. The contract actually works relatively well, but I just don't see it. I just, I really don't see it currently. Um our offensive line is not near as good as the Bucks, So if he did come back, why would he want to be with us? I know it's like his old, you know, whatever. I think the only chance, and Gronk came out and said this as well, he's going to take some time off for sure. So Tom Brady might come back in the future. It's not this year. I'm not too interested in it. I'm going to be really, really honest with you. Now, let's talk about where Jimmy should go. There's a couple things we have to consider in this. And I think that this is important. Usually quarterback trades are cross conference 49ers, obviously in the NFC, if you're going to trade them more than likely at the onset of this, it's going to the AFC. Okay. It's going to the AFC. Now, on top of that, do you, he has, he does not have a no trade clause like he did in 2021. Jimmy has to take whatever trade that's out there. Having said that, it would behoove the 49ers to take care of Jimmy in a very positive way because he's so liked by all in the locker room. I mean, Kittle and Debo, you could tell. If you've listened to their you know, interviews on Radio Row and things like that, they both love Jimmy Garoppolo. Why, how could you not? He's been their quarterback since they kind of came in. You, you love your teammates. It's what it is. But (laughs) you got to take care of them. You don't send them to, like, you know, the Bermuda Triangle of football like the New York Giants or something along those, like Houston Texans. Even though there are possibilities I think they would be interested in having, Jimmy, I don't think you trade them there. Um, Here is Jimmy talking about going to a winning team, and I think he deserves it.
3: Yeah, uh, we've talked a little bit. I think more will happen uh, in the days to come. But, yeah, these guys have been very upfront about the whole thing. Was talking to John yesterday, just about uh, you know finding the right destination and uh, whatever you know the future holds. Just doing it the right way, and it's uh, you know got a long career ahead of me. So I'm trying to, I'm excited about it. I'm excited about the opportunities to come. I just want to go to a place where uh, you know where they, where they want to win. I mean that's really what I'm in this game for. I, I'm here to play football, I'm here to win football games, and as long as I got that and uh, good people around me, I think the rest will take care of itself.
2: And whether or not you love or hate Jimmy, he helped establish a winning culture here. Remember where we were before him. Kyle Shanahan has not had a winning record with any other quarterback. Now, those were a lot of mediocre quarterbacks. You know, Brian Hoyer, C.J. Beathard, Nick Mullins. I would argue not good quarterbacks really at all. But Jimmy has helped establish, get this team into a winning situation. He should be rewarded as such. Now, he's been paid. But again, look at the DeForest Buckner trade. Everybody wanted to keep Defoe. I was one of them. But you sent him to where he wanted to go. You sent him to where he could get paid and where he could compete. And both those things have happened with the Colts. And DeForest Buckner, was he wanted to stay in San Francisco, but we couldn't meet his contract demands. We let him establish that. Maybe they do that with Jimmy. Jimmy, go find something where you want to go. And you got to take care of your people. So if we keep in this cross-conference quarterback trades, and a winning team. Okay, well, I think there's three very easy targets. These are, in my opinion, the three most likely. Might not be for you. Uh, put it in the chat. You guys tell me. Where do you think, you only get one guess, if you were going to say what team Jimmy Garoppolo gets traded to, put it in the chat. Who do you think that's going to be? Who do you think the most likely team that Jimmy Garoppolo gets traded to? Throw that up in the chat. Um, As you guys do that, Uh, I see this question, which is awesome. Um, Let's see here. Uh, From Kali, he says, off topic, who do you think is the bigger free agent priority, DJ Jones or Lakin Tomlinson? Uh, Did this a couple episodes where I ranked all the free agents. Lakin Tomlinson is my number one priority at left guard. That would be number one. DJ Jones, that's number two. And number three is Arden Key. So I, I think Lakin's priority number one. I would make sure to pay him first off. What's up, Nick? Uh, good friend. He says, what's going on, John? Thanks for keeping us entertained with all the Niners news. Um, I love it, man. He says, I respect Joe, but I don't agree with keeping Jimmy around unless Joe pays his salary. <laughs> Joe makes some money now. I'll, I'll tell you that for sure. What's up, Sin? Good to see you as well. Um, now, let's see here. I love all of the answers on here. And, you know, my personal, okay, where I think Jimmy fits the best with play style and roster and everything is the Steelers. That's where I would go number one. Because from a Pittsburgh perspective, if Jimmy Garoppolo's is on their team, they're in the playoffs last year. They'll be in the playoffs this year. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. Mike Tomlin's never had a losing career. Now you look at their draft capital. They're picking 20th in the first round. That's too high. Jimmy can't get that high. You would have to do Jimmy plus to get that 20 pick. I don't think they're interested in it. Now, Jimmy for the 52nd pick, which in, they're in the second round, I think that's too low. Now, Pittsburgh doesn't have a 4th or 5th, so I, I don't think that we could see Pittsburgh doing like a 2nd and 3rd this year, but I could see him doing a 2nd this year and a 3rd in 2023. Um, that is something that I could see likely. Because I think, again, and I bet I'm going to keep saying this. I really believe Jimmy's value is for the 40th overall pick. I think that's where he fits. I think that's where, again, if I put a price tag on him, the 40th overall pick is where Jimmy should go. Which leads me to, hey, the Denver Broncos. I see you, Sin. Sin. Uh, she's there. She knows what she's talking about. Guess who has the 40th overall pick? It's the Denver Broncos. And so if that's where they are, and that's where Jimmy, you know, his value is, I just think it's, it almost makes too much sense. And they have a lot of picks. Uh, currently, they have the number nine overall pick. That's too high. Jimmy can't, You can't do anything with Jimmy to get up to number nine. You can't do that. But they have two second rounders, two third rounders, two fifth rounders, two seventh rounders. So the Broncos could actually pay up with a little extra gravy. Right. So you can get that number 40 overall pick in the second round from the Broncos and they could probably throw on a fifth rounder, which would be perfect. We love the fifth round. They have two of them. That makes the most sense. You know, Pittsburgh, I think, is the best team fit draft capital wise. I think Denver Broncos are by far the most willing trading partner, Um, you know, Teddy B and all that stuff. They were winning with him till he was injured. Uh, He's a free agent. What that looks like. But I think that makes a lot of sense there. So those two are the most likely teams. Now, if we go to Vegas, Vegas is pretty big on another team. They have him more likely going to the Cleveland Browns, which again, exact same offensive system with Stefanski. Very playoff caliber worthy team. Dominant run game, right? With Nick Chubb and that offensive line. Great run defense. If you're looking for the best Jimmy Garoppolo fit, That's the Cleveland Browns. Baker Mayfield is not an NFL quarterback or at least starting caliber one. Just turns the ball over way too much. He does push the ball downfield, have more arm talent, more mobile, but that's not what the Browns need. The Browns just need the quarterback to get out of the way of the team, which Jimmy will do, and then they would be winning. They'd be in the playoffs. I think, again, Steelers, that's the best fit for the opposing team. Steelers' the best fit. Draft capital, Broncos. Best Jimmy fit, Cleveland, guess where he's from? Not too far from there, right? Arlington Heights, Illinois, like really, really not too far at all from Cleveland. Their draft capital, they have number pick number 13, can't get that high. Pick number 44, that's pretty good. They'd have to add something. They've got two fourth rounders. They've got a third. They've got a fifth. You could do something in the future. I think a second this year and a second next year, uh, if Jimmy makes the playoffs or starts 90% of the snaps or whatever, that makes sense. I think those are the three most likely candidates. I really, really do believe that. And a lot of people aren't throwing it. I don't see anybody talking about the Browns. Um, you know, it, I don't. nobody mentioned it. Somebody said Oakland. Oh, I love that, man. That is fun. Um, Chris says Steelers for a second and fourth. I would sign on that ASAP, Chris. If I could get that, I'd be so happy. Jacek, uh, he says, what would have to happen for us to get a first-round pick for Jimmy G? That is a good question. You're going to have to get in the back of the first round. Now, here's the problem. Most of the teams in the back of the first round, I don't think they even are interested in Jimmy. Detroit, no. Bengals, no. Kansas City, no. Miami, a lot of people keep saying Miami because Mike McDaniel's there now. With everything that the Dolphins promotional team and official Twitter accounts and YouTube has put out there, all the the very first thing they put out there was a recording of Tua and Mike McDaniel talking about how much they love each other. They're 100% sticking with Tua. I don't think if, if Tua sucked this year... If we were in the same situation next year, then, yeah, I'd be with you. I'm telling you right now, Miami is not a possibility. Um, I just don't see it. I really, really don't. Um, again, listen to this. Mike McDaniel was on this coaching staff when they traded up to get Trey Lance, and they already had Jimmy signed on a team cap-friendly deal for two years. You know, Jimmy's only 25 against the cap, $25 million. Like That's like player 20. It's For a quarterback, that's not bad. And he chose whether it was his decision or Kyle's. I'm telling you, I don't. I don't think Jimmy's a possibility in Miami. I don't see it. Green Bay, nope. Also, I will say this: seems like Aaron Rodgers might be staying in Green Bay. That is the best thing in the world for 49ers fans. Yeah, I want to see Aaron Rodgers like destroy something else and be his, you know, catastrophic self somewhere else. But as long as Aaron Rodgers stays in Green Bay this year, that is one more quarterback needy team. Because if they trade Aaron Rodgers, That takes a team off the quarterback market. And obviously, he's worth way more than Jimmy Garoppolo. So, it is best for the 49ers. And Jimmy Garoppolo and the draft capital the 49ers would receive if Aaron Rodgers stays in Green Bay. And the good news is, despite winning back-to-back MVPs, we've knocked him out of the playoffs four out of four times. Not a threat. Not a threat. Um, We got pretty lucky beating him with the special teams. But, like, good lord. we, We completely own that team. Um, so that's green Bay, Tampa Bay bucks. Now we're back in the NFC. So that goes against one of our caveats, one of our axioms quarterbacks usually trade cross conference bucks are in the NFC makes it a little bit less likely, but that's not the biggest deterrent from the bucks. The biggest deterrent from the bucks who picked number 27 in the first round is they are a downfield passing attack with Bruce Arians. Listen to the quarterbacks. Bruce Arians has been around. Young, not, well, he was fat even whenever he was younger. Ben Roethlisberger, Andrew Luck, right? Like, Jameis Winston, Tom Brady. Like, Jimmy Garoppolo is not even in the mold of those quarterbacks with strong arms that throw the ball downfield. Jimmy can't do that. That's why I don't even think the Bucks are even an option. I understand that they lost Tom Brady, but Tom Brady was throwing the ball deep the last two years, nonstop. Jimmy is never going to be that guy. It's not who he is. That's why I don't think Tampa Bay is even a possibility, to be honest with you. Tennessee, nope. Buffalo, 25, nope. Dallas, 24, nope. Um, Arizona, 23, nope. Las Vegas, 22, nope. Uh, New England, 21, nope. So, like, you've got to get to pick 20 where Pittsburgh is, where we just started. That is the first pick, in my opinion, where the 49ers can use Jimmy to get up to that space. Or, here we go, let's do this long answer. Maybe you trade Jimmy for a high second rounder, and then the day of the draft somebody falls and you package a bunch of picks up to a non-quarterback needy team, right? So let's say you get the number 40 overall pick from Denver in the second round. Then you package your 40 pick and you know your fourth rounder to get up at the back of the first, something along those lines, that could happen. But I don't see Jimmy... In any trade, getting a first-rounder. If we do, Kyle Shanahan is a genius, which he already is. Parag Marante is a genius, which he already is. And John Lynch is a draft trade genius, which I do agree that he is. um, By far one of the best draft traders in the NFL. And he's only been doing this for a little while. The first year John Lynch was in charge of the Niners draft board, he he tied the record for most draft day trades ever, (laughs) <laughs> and so uh, we're going to be moving around a lot um, Mauricio, thank you for the gift Really appreciate that on the super chat I love it um, So Yatsik, I hope that answers your question What would it have to happen for us to get in the first round For Jimmy G, I don't think you can do it You do a Jimmy G trade Get all the draft capital Then package that capital with some of your original Then get into the back end of the first round That is a possibility um, which if you get a pass rusher that falls or an offensive tackle or a guard that you're in love with, then you jump up. Corner, I hate to tell you this, 49ers will not spend a first-round pick on a corner. It's not happening with this personnel department, no matter how much the fans want it. It just can't happen. Uh, they do not value it enough. It will be edge position, defensive tackle, offensive line, or a wide receiver. That's it. They're not going to spend a first round on anything else. They just don't value those positions, whether you look at the capital that they spend financially or the capital that they spend for the draft. We have never drafted a corner above the end of the third round, whether that's Akello Witherspoon or Ambry Thomas. Did you know that you can now win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four correct picks? You can turn $10 into a 1000 That's the most draft capital they spent at the cornerback position last year. In the second round, Asante Samuel Jr. sitting there, and they're like, "Nah, let's just fall back um, and get Amber, <laughs> get Aaron Banks," uh, which was awful. But now a lot of teams are talking about Washington. Okay, I haven't brought them up yet, and this actually does make sense. Now there there are some negatives, and the fact that guess what? They're in the NFC. That's a problem. For Kyle Shanahan, he does not want to make any team in the NFC better, let alone Washington. Guess which team Kyle Shanahan hates more than all other 31 teams in the NFL? Washington. Now, Ron Rivera is amazing, one of the most re- well respected human beings in the NFL draft, but Dan Snyder is not, and they're a package deal. If they're willing to overpay, would I send Jimmy there? Yes, I would, but reluctantly. That would not be my first, second, third, fourth, or fifth call to pick up the phone and see if they want to do a deal. Now, what is their draft uh, capital, and what does that look like? They have the number 11 pick, can't get that high. They have number 42 pick, that's pretty close to Jimmy's worth. Um, so, like, you can make something work, but I guarantee you this. I, here's what I would argue. Kyle Shanahan would rather get pick 44 from Cleveland than pick 42 from Washington. That's how much he hates him. That's how much he hates him. Do you think he wants to send Jimmy there where Jimmy's going to have them being a winning team and competing in the NFC East? Why would he do that? Now, if it's the last call, if everybody else is like, yeah, we're out on Jimmy and it's just the Washington Commanders. I think that's the first time I've ever said uh, their new mascot's name. It's got a decent read to it. Um, Washington Commanders. All right. We'll we'll see. We'll see. Um, But again, like, I don't think Jimmy, uh, sorry, I don't think Kyle wants to help them. So if Washington wants them, here's what it would cost me. Two seconds. If Washington calls and says, hey, we want Jimmy Garoppolo, cool, two seconds. That's the minimum. I If you can't do a second this year and a second next year, don't call me back, please, and erase my number. Um Like if they called and offered 42 straight up for Jimmy, Kyle Shanahan's going to say no. The only way he's going to do a trade with Washington, and we saw this with Trent Williams, is if he fleeces the hell out of them and makes them look stupid. That's it. Now, we saw the Alex Smith trade to Washington where they got fleeced and overpaid, but he got them to the playoffs, like, that was a good trade for them, so maybe you get the second overall pick at a player to be named, right, you get, like, a stud, young guy come over, that would be awesome, I would love that, but I just don't see it, if you remove the context and the history of the situation, then it makes sense, but it's within conference, and (laughs) grudges are a very real thing. And we know how much the Kyle Shanahan loyalty program weighs on Kyle's heart. Guess what, man? It's the yin and the yang. Not only does he love his former players, he hates the team. Anytime he brings up Washington, he says, yeah, then they fired me and my dad. That's what Kyle says. Like, he doesn't say their team. He doesn't say anything. He says, yeah, then they fired me and my dad. Like, it's personal. They fired me and my dad. Like, that just... It's like Inigo Motoya, right? <laughs> you fired my father. Now prepare to die. Like <laughs> that's that's why I can't see it. Could it happen? Yes. But we're gonna fleece them. That that's just the way that it's gonna be. They're gonna get fleeced. Um <laughs> I like that. You you fired my father. Uh anyway, we did just trade with them, Trent, but again, we fleeced the hell out of them. And they didn't want to trade with us. They had a deal worked out for Trent Williams to um, the the Minnesota Vikings for a second round pick. And Trent Williams said, nope, I ain't going to play for him. Ain't going to play for him. You trade me to the 49ers or I'll just sit here, right? They didn't want to. They had the entire deal worked out and Trent Williams said, nope, you owe me this. I won't play for them. I won't rework a deal. I will not go there. And so they had to trade him to us. Otherwise, it was just sunken cost for them. Like, we ripped them off. So, yeah, Trent, you're right. We did trade with them, but it wasn't because Washington wanted to. Um, It was that or nothing. And, again, the Kyle Shanahan loyalty program came back and paid dividends for us. Now we have the best left tackle in football. We gave up a fifth rounder and a future third. Oh, man, I'm feeling it. Y'all got me a little wired up there. I don't know why I got excited. But uh, maybe, uh, I don't don't know. Um, Why would you fire? I don't get it. Shanahan's, two of them. Look at that coaching staff that was there too. I mean, just McVay, Shanahan, LaFleur. They had everything. They deserve it all. That team should have a new owner. Uh, Dan Snyder needs to get the hell out of the NFL. He's a human piece of trash and has done trash things to other people. Uh, NFL just needs to move on. Anyway, I digress. Now, what about the Saints? Saints, again, within conference. That's strike one. Number two, that is a huge contender. If the Saints won one more game this year, 49ers do not make it in the playoffs or the NFC Championship. They don't make it there. So do you want to make a team that's roster-wise very, very good? Do you want to make them better? Um, That's a rough one. He's a perfect fit for their system. Let's look at their draft capital. See what that looks like? Because, again, you know, they were first team out of the playoffs, so they're picking 18th in the first round. Can't get that high. 49th in the second round. They don't have a third-round pick. So it's going to take their second and something for the next year. That's where it's going to take. They don't have a third or a sixth. So... Saints are in cap hell. That's the reason why Sean Payton quit. Um, not because he's tired of coaching. He ruined their entire cap situation. And then whenever it was beyond repair with no quarterback, he said, peace out. A very Pete Carroll USC style. Like, burn the house down. Oh, man, can't fix it. All right, let's let somebody else deal with the mess. Now, they do have a solid roster, but they're in cap hell. And they're already down two picks, and they don't have a quarterback. They just don't have one. <laughs> You paid all that money to Taysom Hill. Why? I don't know. Um, So, like, yeah, that's a rough one. That's a rough one. Um, So I I just don't see the Saints. I don't know how they pay for it. I don't know how they give up a bunch of picks whenever they're already low on picks. They just got left in a very bad position. Um, Bucks, we talked about. Giants makes a lot of sense, I'm going to be honest with you, except for, you know, they're within conference, but they're not a competing team. They have the most draft capital probably in the entire NFL. Listen to this. This is the Giants, New York Giants. They have the fifth and seventh overall picks, so two top ten picks. They have number 36 pick in the second round. They have two thirds. They have a fourth. They have two fifths. They have a sixth. They have two sevenths. They're stocked. But we just heard Jimmy talk about going to a winning team. You send Jimmy Garoppolo to the Giants, Kittle's going to be pissed. Trent Williams is going to be pissed. Debo's going to be pissed. You're pissing off your studs. Now, you get a first-round pick. You're not getting a top-seven pick for Jimmy Garoppolo. So, like, you could <laughs> – there's nothing you could do there. Hey, there's no way in hell you're getting that. There's no way in hell you're getting that. But if you got one of those, then maybe they'd be like, man, that sucks for Jimmy, but at least we're getting a stud back. Like, I, that's why Giants don't make sense. Like, you do that, you're pissing off your your core. And so I don't think that you do that. I think you stay away from it. Um, yeah. Mr. Superfly, Stan is a huge POS too. Yeah, you're right there. You're right there. Um, Saints are way over the salary cap. No way they can fit them in. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be very difficult. But they're going to have to cut a lot of people. Um, it, all those people that say, oh, the cap's not real. Like, like, watch Sean Payton. Sean Payton's gone. Not because he didn't want to coach anymore. He created an atmosphere that was beyond repair. And that's where what he's left with. He looked at what the situation that he created and says, "Yeah, this is just out. I'll sit out for a year and jump in with another team and ruin their franchise." But he got him a Super Bowl win. Is that worth it? I don't know because the Rams are doing the same damn thing. The same thing. Let's let's change gears here. Let's let's be real. And they have mortgaged everything to get here. Let's talk some Super Bowl and let's get into some Super Bowl bets here in a second. Okay, the Rams have mortgaged everything to get here and it's worked. They win the Super Bowl. It was all, it's all justified. That's the rule. You, you think New Orleans is pissed off at Sean Payton? They will be for the next five years. Um, but no, because he brought him a Super Bowl title. The Rams won one, I think it was in 1999 and their last Super Bowl victory was like in the 50s. If they win a Super Bowl, the McVay and everything was positive. Now, they've had a lot of winning seasons. They've already been to the Super Bowl once before. But their future is rough. <laughs> it's winner bust. Like, the 49ers were not Super Bowl winner bust this year. Not at all. They're building for the future. You trade for a 21-year-old quarterback and sat them for the whole year. Like, they're, they're different trajectories. They're not even close to the same thing. What the Rams and the 49ers are doing. Different. The Rams have to win the Super Bowl. Now, if they lose it, oh, man, it's going to be bad. Now, if they win it, it's all worth it. It's all good for the Rams fans, which there's not many of them. But if they lose, golly, whether you want to look at draft capital or salary cap capital, it's bad. They're $8 million against the cap, and that's the lowest that you can find out there. Like, you know, uh, Spotrack says they're $8 million. Against the cap, and if you look at over the cap, which does an amazing job, um let's see here. The Rams are thirteen and a half million against the cap next year, so uh, they're they're in trouble. And People are like, "Oh, well, they got all these players off the books with Michael Brockers and Todd Gurley and uh, Jared Goff and all those things." Guess what? Yeah, those they're not paying for those contracts next year. Still negative in the cap space. Now, can they redo some contracts? Yes. Can they re-sign Stafford and free some stuff up? Yes. But they're still negative, and they're going to have to finesse things. On top of that, listen to this list of free agents. We did the 49ers list of free agents um, a few episodes ago. And Every year, teams are going to struggle. But listen to this. This is the Rams free agents next year. No contract. Odell Beckham Jr., Von Miller, Darius Williams, who's going to cost more than Von Miller and Odell Beckham. He's the starting cornerback opposite Jalen Ramsey. He's going to probably get $12 million a year from somebody. Austin Corbett, their starting right guard. Brian Allen, their starting center. Sebastian Joseph Day, their starting defensive tackle. Sonny Michelle, that's just the chief contributors. How the hell are they going to pay for all those guys? How? Now you look at draft capital, and there's two ways to look at this for the Rams original draft capital they have none (laughs) their first pick is number 160 at the end of the fifth round then they have two late sevens that's it no first no second no third no fourth no sixth like no fifth like they're they're bad but comp picks they do get quite a bit because they can't sign people in free agent and they lose everybody because they're just they're in cap hell they are a top heavy team with a bunch of jags just a guy fill in guys But they can't really replace them with top-end talent. Now, they do get a third comp pick for a minority hire. Um, Brad Holmes is the GM of the Lions. That was a minority hire last year, similar to what we got with Mayhew. Um, They do get a fourth-round pick and three six comp picks. So they're rebuilding, but with back-end draft picks. Now, if they draft successfully back there, that's going to be positive for them. They still have, you know, Stafford, Cup, you know, all these other guys. They got a lot of guys. I'm not saying, like... Oh, it's going to be bleak. They're not making the playoffs. That's what I'm saying at all. I'm saying they cannot replenish at this consistent rate and behavior. They win a Super Bowl. It's all worth it. They lose this. Oh, boy. Next year's team will not be as good as this year's team. It cannot. It's unsustainable. It's unsustainable. Now, everybody's like, oh, you've been saying that forever. Yeah, it's getting worse every year. It's not sustainable. <laughs> I don't know how people don't see that. Uh, everybody sees now, and it's instant gratification and all those things. And if they win, it's worth it. If they don't. Oh boy. Uh it's gonna be one of those Sean Payton riding off and peacing out, but without a Super Bowl ring. Um, so that that's huge. That's huge. Anyway, um, real quick before we get to our Super Bowl bets, thank uh for a word from our sponsor, my bookie man. They sponsored us all freaking year, and if you bet with us, golly um we've done well 320 profit on whatever you started betting with uh which is awesome i I think that's great my bookies double deposit bonus make sure you won't miss out on super bowl 56 and if you use our promo code 49ers 49ers they're going to double and match your first deposit instantly so from betting on the opening coin toss to the length of the national anthem, Super Bowl prop bets are a great way to for the entire party to get a skin in the big game. And now, with MyBookie, this is a brand new thing, they are giving you a chance to call your own shot by submitting your own Super Bowl prop bet. All you have to do to get featured is tweet at MyBookie um, on Twitter, at MyBookie, to get your prop bet featured. So don't miss out. Head to MyBookie and double your first deposit up to $1,000 using promo code 49ers. Place your bets and get ready for the unmatched excitement of the Super Bowl. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. All right. So let's get to some of these bets. Um, And again, if you want the full slate of bets, we put them always out on Patreon, patreon patreon.com. 49ers rush podcast. Um, Join there. It's in the link of this description of this video or podcast, wherever you're listening. That's there as well. It's the best way to support the podcast helps us put out all the content that we're doing. And Oh my gosh, I can't believe I haven't said this yet. I want to say congratulations to Bryant young making the hall of fame. Dude's incredible. Well-deserved. I think this was his 13th year of eligibility. If I'm not, if I'm, if I'm correct, we're going, we're going. I, 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 I'm going up there. We're throwing a party, 49ersRushRoadTrip.com. Um, it's what we do. We're throwing a huge NFL draft party with Fred Warner and with Elijah Mitchell. Um, that's going to be taking place. you know, On the Strip, it's incredible. Uh, I'm so pumped about the amount of time and effort and financial capital we put in this to create the best party ever. And I'm trying to do this, something similar in Canton. Canton's a whole different animal. The Hall of Fame weekend's a whole different animal. Um, but we're going to be up there. Whether, you know, I've had a lot of people reach out which are excited about this. I want to throw a party, and I'm reaching out and trying to get in contact with Bryant Young's people. I know it's been a busy week for him. Uh, I want him to come stop by and us be able to kind of, you know, say thank you. You know what I mean? Uh, So I'm trying to make that work behind the scenes. We'll see what happens. But uh, we're going to be throwing a party in Canton for the Hall of Fame weekend. So if you're anywhere close to there or... You've never been to Canton? You got to be there. If you're a football fan and you've never been to Canton, you got to go. It's incredible. Um, now the town, I'm not the biggest fan of, but it's got a cool feel. But the Super Bowl Hall of Fame is unreal. Um, I went last year for the first time, and I'm going back. Um, one because of Bryant Young, but I'll I'll spend several hours in there just because I'm a history guy, and I I lo- they do a hell of a job. It's it's a wonderful thing. And if you're an NFL fan, you've never been there, you need to be there. So shout out to Bryant Young. Yeah, Patrick Willis got screwed. Um, there's no doubt about that. Having said that, Patrick Willis tweeted this out today. And, you know, I really did think that this is just a testament to how great of a human being Patrick Willis is. He said, thank you for all the love in the Hall of Fame votes. This is Patrick Willis. Um, he says, I stand on what I said years ago, that I would rather see the older heads get their flowers now while they can enjoy the love and celebrations to the max. And, well, for I, one day, perhaps, until then, faithful, hashtag 40, 52, hashtag Hall of Fame nominee. Dude's the best on and off the field. Patrick Willis is incredible. And he, he's going to get in. And the problem is, ah, I'm going off on a tangent here. The way the Hall of Fame works is you have beat writers all in a room. Matt is one of is the 49ers one that represent each of the team. And they stand on the table and they present a player of their teams, whatever. That's what they do. And Mayoko was the person championing. Championing? I mean, that's not a word. Championing. Uh, Bryant Young. You don't really get to stand up there and champion two different guys from the same team. It doesn't work that way. So Patrick Willis told him, man, focus, get BY in there. Now... It's Patrick Willis's turn. The problem is, are the voters going to be like, we got a Niners player in last year. We only get five a year. You're going to have to wait. And he shouldn't have to wait, but he's probably going to have to wait one more year, which breaks my heart. Um, but whenever Patrick Willis gets in there, we'll be there again. I think it's going to be two years, though, unfortunately, just because of the politics behind it. Sad that these beat writers, and I'm not trying to throw shade on beat writers, shouldn't be the ones that determine who's in the Hall of Fame. Patrick Willis was the best linebacker in the NFL the first snap of his career and was for eight straight years. Um, he should be there. He should be there. Now, back to our bets. Um, let's see here. I am taking here, – here's the difference whenever you bet. You can't always bet with your heart. You can't. I want the Bengals to win so damn bad. And I do have a bet that perhaps they will win. But with money, you got to be careful. And I think this is a big reason why we've made so much money this year, and we've posted profits every single year we've ever done this. But I'm buying two points. So the Bengals are underdogs by four and a half points. So my biggest bet in the Super Bowl, um, I bought two more points. So I'm taking the Bengals plus 6.5. So the Bengals can lose by six points, and I still win this bet. For every 10, you win 6.4, right? So that's I'm covering. It's going to be a close game. Rams are going to jump out early. Bengals are going to fight back. This is the MO of both teams. But, and I do, I I think the Rams probably more likely to win. But I'm buying two points. I'm taking Bengals plus 6.5 points. I'm super excited about that. Um, now, a couple other just side bets. I'm going to share them all here. I think I have 10 up on Patreon. Uh, Von Miller over .5 sacks. Are you kidding me? Uh, (laughs) bet five to win 2.7. It's not a huge payout, but it's very, very likely, um, easy money small money don't care it's good money i'll take it and then the other one that i'm very very sold on is joe mixon having over 26.5 receiving yards bet five to win 4.4 he's done it five straight games five straight games he's gone over that and the way the rams work with their shell underneath is going to be open look at all the elijah mitchell and Jamichael hasty catches and attempts that's my favorite bet of this week uh joe mixon over 26.5 yards uh receiving yards um so anyway head over to my bookie you guys know the drill check those out if you want all of them um head over to patreon that's where that's gonna be richard i uh, appreciate this question he says are there any secondary free agents that make sense for us to look at this offseason now the names that everybody's throwing out there is always the big top names that's not the way kyle shanahan usually does business um, obviously, J.C. Jackson is the best cornerback available in the NFL. That dude's going to get close to $15 million. I just don't think that's in the cards for the 49ers because they don't value the cornerback position that much. And he's an outside corner. Guess what? Manuel Mosley? And Ambry Thomas are going to probably be our outside corners. That's probably what it's going to be. Now, if you did sign somebody of that caliber, you can kick Emmanuel Mosley inside, which he's played at the start of his career, and move on. But I don't think it's happening. I really, really don't. Um, You know, what I think is more likely going after somebody like Kyle Fuller, who can play inside and outside, you put him in the slot. Chris Harris, who's older, put him in the slot. That's where he's been. You got to go after some of these cheaper guys and I hope that they do bring in some corners but the problem is this corners are expensive in free agency even if they're not studs so we'll see um you know Mike Hughes that's a guy that I think fits a little bit more with what we want to do and he's going to be super cheap there's lots of guys that are there um but we're going to have to wait and see what that looks like now we do have 9 draft picks um, so so we'll see here But I think one of the older guys that wants to play for a championship that might take a little bit of a discount That's the 49er special moving forward And you put a contract you give an offer out there to Kwan williams And you say look man, we'd love to have you back But this is all we can pay you if you want to go out there and test the free agent Market go ahead. That's what we've done to him three different times That's what we've done to everybody look This is what we can pay you. You want to stay here and build? This is what we can do. You want to go test it? Best of luck. That's the way the 49ers do business, and I like that way of business. Let the players choose. Let the players choose. Um, That's what I would take. So excited for the Super Bowl. We're going to have fun. Um, and again, we got a lot of stuff coming up the draft party. As I said, again, let me just put that out there 49ers rush Road That's what we're working on right now Um, again, fred warner elijah mitchell. Are you kidding me? Watch the nfl draft with these jokers Not one but two nfl players ah in vegas Man, my voice can't go much higher than that, but I appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. Super Bowl is going to be a lot of fun Let's go Bengals. Let's go Bengals. appreciate you guys and as always Stay strong faithful